Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary. Welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. With a capital A-R-T. Yes, yes, thank you. I got to put it in there. You sure did. I never get the joy of saying. surprise on your face. (laughs) I was like, are you going to go? Okay, A-R-T. How are you doing, Mary? Timing was impeccable. I'm great, thank you. you, Have you had a good week? Mm, I have had a good week. Um, I had some voiceover work this week for... For the mouse. For the mouse. <laughs> yes, nice. It's always nice. Can you talk about it or is it super secret? Uh, I think I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably safe. I think the mouse doesn't like getting getting the things out there early. I know. I know. Yeah. That's cool though. Mm-hmm. Do you like doing voiceover work? I do. I do. It's so easy for you. I just enjoy it. I enjoy the, um, when you're reading something that you're excited about, finding a way to put the excitement in there mm-hmm. or if it's something that you're not going to tell them quite everything. Mm. And so, you know what I mean? Like be you, a little bit elusive. Yeah, you can flavor it with the acting, you know, uh-huh. just a little bit. We, when you got to do the, it's no secret, we can talk about that you're the voice of the fireworks, right? Like we're. I have been for years. Um, so I'm one of the voices of, of Epcot, uh-huh. and I'm at the Magic Kingdom as well. I'm at the Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I might be somewhere at the studios telling, take small children by the hand. <laughs> to parents <laughs> but when you recorded that opening to the fireworks mm-hmm. which is just beautiful and when you hear the fireworks over the castle engine kingdom you hear mary's <clears throat> voice resonating throughout when you recorded that were you thinking what i'm doing right now millions of people will over the years you will hear my voice does that go through your mind or no uh no what i when i'm actually recording something like that that's fast uh I just try to think of the magnitude of it and the bigness of it. And I, I picture it in my mind's eye of what's happening and the excitement of it. And I let that drive it. Can you just give us like one line from that fireworks? Just like one. Are you allowed to? Mm-hmm. Or something like it? Thank you. <laughs> You're the worst. I mean, that's, that's hilarious. I Thank know. you. You probably can't, can you? Uh, well, I can I, I'm not sure. So it's always better, better to to. Um, we want to be in good graces with the mouse. Mm-hmm. We all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mary, uh, are anything exciting? You said you're gonna go see Ragtime. Actually, you would have ar- already seen <laughs> By it. By the time this airs, yes, we record this. Everyone, I think you know if you listen regularly, we record the Thursday before you. You're hearing it now on Sunday night. Uh, but yes, I, by the time you're listening to this, I will have seen Ragtime. Having met the cast here, I'm very excited about. Uh, the passion that they brought just being here yeah. to doing that, the work and its meaning to each of them. And I just can't wait to see it with two pianos on the stage. It's going to be awesome. Happening the next month at Garden Theater. Mm-hmm. Also Into the Woods at CFC Arts will have already opened and closed by yes. the time that you hear yes. this. But a fabulous cast. I saw it at dress rehearsal last night. And it's uh, really an amazing, amazing, talented group of people all raising money for our education program. So that's What's very coming cool. up next in terms of theater or performances that uh, our listeners can hear with CFC Arts? Uh, so I get to direct a whole night of Rodgers and Hammerstein music with yeah. one of our choirs. And then um, we open next to normal in the Black Box Theater. Nice. And then we're off and running with all of our fall programs. Yes. So yeah, lots of things and happening. And the Christmas 
uh, concert at the yeah, end of the, the year. Yeah, the holiday extravaganza. Yes, holiday, because yes, <laughs> you really do. You you honor everyone. And I'm I going to be singing with that. You are yes. going to be singing with that. Yes. I saw so many people reach out to you and go, Mary, are That's you coming so back? Well, gosh, how can I not now? Well, sure. kind of got forced to. <laughs> 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 so lots of exciting things. That also, happen, uh, If Then just opened out at Theater West End. Mm-hmm. Another great show that's happening. And then... Um, Mad Cow has a show right now called Heartbreak Hotel that's happening. So lots of good things. Orlando Philharmonic and the Orlando Ballet are both about to launch their seasons. The first show for the ballet is the Vampire's Ball. Wow, that'll be exciting. So we're getting ramped up, getting into Mm -hmm. the art season. So lots of fun things happening. So speaking of fun things happening, we get to talk to the Orlando Museum of Art today, Mm. which is super cool. And on the show, we have Nico Guadarrama. Coralie Clayson Gleason and Molly Driscoll. Welcome, all three of you. Did I did I get your names all right? You did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Impressive. Yeah, that makes me so happy. Impressive. So, Nico, you have a really long title. You're the marketing, advertising, and public relations guru. Yay. That is correct. <laughs> or the PR and marketing guy. Okay, the That's PR good. and marketing guy. All right. And Coralie, you are the associate curator of the museum. Very That's cool. Correct. And we're going to learn what all that means in just a minute. And then Molly, you're the associate curator for community engagement. Yes, correct. So it's your job to bring the community to the museum or for you to take the museum to the community? Both. Oh. Both. It's a big job. Yep. That's a big job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome, you guys. So Nico, tell us a little bit about the Orlando Museum of Art. Um, So I've only been in Orlando for about four months now, and the art world's kind of new to me as well. Um. But I've just learned so much about the, what the museum does in the short time I've been here. And it's just more, um, you know, for people who think of museums as just a place to go and kind of move every few seconds from one, you know, picture to the other. There's just so much more to that. Um, there's so much to learn. And the museum does more than just being a, a facility to house those paintings and photographs and sculptures. It's, it does a lot with education and helping people, um, learning, uh, you know, teaching people the importance of art. Um, Helping people, you know, that may have Alzheimer's or um, giving people the opportunities that, uh, you know, to see these things that they uh, that many people don't have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. So you said, by the way, you have a great radio voice. I love Mm -hmm. it. So what so you're new to the museum, right? You're new to the art world. What is it about maybe what's something about the Orlando Museum of Art that once you took the job and got in there, you were surprised by something that the museum does or uh, that you were like, oh, this is really cool. I didn't know this happened in a museum. Um, probably all the different classes we do. I mean, if, if you go onto our events page, it's every almost every single day there's something. Um, uh, like one of the really cool events that we do, uh, Molly actually takes charge of it, is stroller tours where we allow uh, every two weeks, you know, moms and dads to bring their little three-year-olds um, into the museum. They, babies can be as loud and chatty and crying as much as they want. And uh, Do you take that day off work? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, I actually like going down there and kind of seeing it, you know, like seeing um, people experience art for the first time. That's so cool. Children, do you ever see reactions that, um, that surprise you from children? Um. Yeah, um, we just got done actually with our um, summer art camp and just the joy of that they get, you know, out of the excitement out of art. Um, you know, these are kids that want to, instead of playing outside and going to Disney, you know, they want to spend all summer long, you know, painting and wow. learning. And um, it's just a joy to see that. You know, it's, it, 
told you this once about the little boy. I, I was doing something with Central Florida Community Arts mm -hmm. at an outreach program, and they brought some instrumentalists in from the Orlando Orchestra. And when the violinist played, this little boy, he just shot up in his chair and went, wow! <laughs> <laughs> like just the sound of that instrument, the pureness of it, but it resonated. And I got chills because it just, you don't know what someone might see or hear or feel from art at that young, impressionable age, how that could put him on a trajectory for years to come. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and I wonder, you know, as even as adults, when we look at a piece of art, we've learned so much or we've been told so much or we think we know so much that we're kind of forced into what is what am I seeing, right? Like by what the world tells me this is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And a kid looks at it with like, complete wonder and can see things in a piece of artwork that we as adults, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. I feel like they have a, a different sense of wonder because they haven't been told what they have to think yet about these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a neat perspective. It's raw I never and thought honest. About that really. uh -huh. Yeah. And so uh, community engagement, Molly, what's happening yes. in your world? Oh, wow. Well, um, we just had a big summer, like Nico said, summer art camp was our main gig. However, we did work with you all at CFC yes, Arts. Yes, you did. And we did a lot of outreach every single Friday. Um, gosh, at the end of summer, I think we saw a total of over 400 kids mm -hmm. and did art projects with them all summer long. And how did CFC Arts partner together with you? CFC Arts hired us for the, they went to a few different um, community centers, such as the Smith Center and... Um, Let's see, I can't remember, a few other ones, gosh, nine other ones. It was for 10 weeks long. Wow. And so they hired us to be basically the visual arts person that would come out every Friday and do two back-to-back -back workshops with these students who otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity to really engage and learn what a museum is first and foremost, and then have the opportunity to create really dynamic art projects yeah, we love Aww. these partnerships. So Leonard Museum of Art um, was our visual arts partner. Mm -hmm. And we do these in um, 12 different, over 12 different weeks total. And we go to places like Paramore and Pine mm -hmm. Hills and Bithlow and Goldsboro, Popka. And um, every day we bring in a different arts organization. Mm -hmm. So dance day, maybe the ballet and music wow. day, it's the Philharmonic. And, Beautiful. Yeah. And so we're, uh, kids are able to kind of get an art sampler mm -hmm. of what's out there because you never know in right. some of these underserved or at-risk areas, these populations where kids aren't exposed always mm -hmm. to all the art forms, um, you know, who might be the next painter or the next exactly. dancer right. or the exactly. next musician. Right. They or didn't even know they loved it until they heard it or saw it. Who'll be in a class one day learning more about that art as opposed to out on the streets getting in trouble. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. We've seen so many kids um, who have fallen in love with one of the art forms and then we've been able to help them with that journey as they've been able to, to go through that. We actually had a, a young lady um, in one of our Pine Hills uh, vocal camps who we ended up finding her and giving her voice lessons through our school I and all I've of these. I've heard of her, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. she's I amazing. Now she's up in New York City, but like she um, actually, after the one-year anniversary of Pulse, she was chosen um, through our organization to sing uh, at in the Pulse parking lot for all of the families and mayors and and she was a girl we found in a Pine Hills Arts Camp. You know, wow. it just you never know what kids you're going to run mm -hmm. into and what impact that you're having mm -hmm. through these camps. So Absolutely. we love that partnership. Yes. Cool. So what else? <laughs> what else? Gosh, well, what Nico said, we do stroller tours. We have that going on. Really, I'm in charge of all youth and family programming. Mm -hmm. And so stroller tours is a big thing that happens twice a month. 
Um, we have other things too, though. We have a program coming up called Art Adventures that's going to be offered um, once a month on Friday morning and then on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. So from 9.30 to 11 a.m. on Fridays and then 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. on Sundays, just once a month. And that is kind of a family program where families can come um, with as many kids that they want to bring and uh, have a gallery experience and then an art activity in the studio. Oh, wow. very cool. So, yeah. Coralie, what do you have up in the uh, in the museum right now? In What's the, the museum right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so we just um, took down a Florida prize, mm-hmm. um, which was really sad, but <laughs> there's still next year. So right now we are preparing for two exhibitions, Edward Steichen in Exaltation of Flowers, so uh, introducing paintings by the very renowned photographer. So that's an interesting show opening um, October, uh, September 20th. And on the same night, we're also opening our major fall exhibition, which is um, Stephen Oldhouse Metanoia and their very large scale, beautiful black and white um, st- photographs. Oh, do you say you, you know? No, I would just, I'm fascinated by that, but I also know that we unfortunately have come to the end of this segment. <laughs> I was going to wrap us up, but I thought we had one more thing to say. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back and hear more about the exhibitions for sure. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery. And today we are talking with our esteemed guests representing the Orlando Museum of Art, Nico, Corley, Corley and Molly. Welcome back to the three of you. Um, you. So we were just talking a little bit and you said, you should talk about that when we get back. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> at, the, at the Orlando uh, Fringe Festival last year, Cindy Murray had an exhibit where, um, or her project was, having a few improvisers give tours of the museum art. So we would go in and we would start with a piece and basically we would have fun with it. We, we honored the fact that it, was a, that it was art, but we would make up a different meaning. And then we would get our, the guests to, to act in with it. So, well, what do you think she's saying? Well, she's saying probably that she's angry at him because he's not home yet. Well, let's hear a monologue. You can do it. And then the guests would do a monologue or we would do it. We would act it out. And then people would watch us acting and watching the artwork. And so people were watching the people who were watching. And it just became a whole living expression of what that art uh, elicited out of people just walking by and playing with it. So we played with art. And did you hear, because you did this multiple times, you probably heard completely different interpretations based on Absolutely. who was watching and all that fun Absolutely. stuff. And at times you, you would be inspired because of who was there on that tour of what you would have them do if they were very playful. All right, everyone, get in the positions they're in because you're the <laughs> same number of people and there's three men and two women. Go, get in. All right, now what are you feeling being in this position? Well, uh, I don't know. I think he's kind of cute. All right, let's have that conversation. You know what I mean? It would just be, we would just, we'd play, but the art became the inspiration for it. That's so cool. And that's what art is. It's inspiration. It's the artist who was inspired to create the art and then what he, 
inspires in someone watching it and then those who want to play with it. Mm. This performance art in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you guys find that maybe that sometimes art in a museum, right, on the wall is intimidating to people? Like they're supposed to see or feel a certain thing and so they don't play and experiment Absolutely. with that? Mm -hmm. That's why we try to really um, drive home with our docents to be very engaging, very friendly. That's why what Nico, Nico was saying earlier with stroller tours, we really encourage babies to scream and cry. That yeah. This is a welcoming museum. Don't be intimidated by the art. We're going to try and break it down so that you can understand it just as easily as some of these mm -hmm. fine artists. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And when someone has an impression that it, and a, a feeling and a, and a reaction to an art, there's, there's no right or wrong to that. There's no But when they have art. the opportunity mm -hmm. to be aware of it and then express that, well, that's giving them a chance to explore something that they have never really put into words before. Right. It's yeah. a little bit of, a, of an awakening. Mm -hmm. well. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Corley, you're a curator, right? Like, I you am. know art, right? <laughs> you, you, you are an expert in art. But have there been times where guests have said to you, oh, I see this thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, Absolutely. really? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's very valid. I love what you're saying because it's all about bridging that gap. A lot of people come in the museum or an art gallery thinking they need to know all that knowledge, right? That um, previous knowledge that they need to have in order to understand art. But that's what we're here for. We're here to tell them, actually, just forget everything you know. Mm -hmm. It's not about knowing. It's more about feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, so really, we're here. I see my job as being an art connector, you know, mm -hmm. and it's trying to make that connection, whether it's between the artist and the visitor or between the art and the visitor. But really, and any artist would tell you that once the art is made, it's not theirs anymore. Mm -hmm. It belongs to the people, wow. to the viewer. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're here for. So we're here to present it in a beautiful, compelling way. But really, we come up with didactics. You know, they end up on gallery guides, on ex the website and on exhibition gallery walls. But we really want that. We want people to feel they can bring in as much as they take and receive, you know. The first time I ever saw someone cry at a visual piece of art, it was at my husband's uh, exhibit at Washington Square Park in New York. And she cried. And she just said, it's just so beautiful. And I'm like, you can cry at art? I mean, <laughs> like, I was young. I was young. Um, <laughs> now you've cried at mini art. Yeah. I have. I have. Darn, it didn't sell. No, I'm teasing. Um, but yeah, I have. I have been so moved to tears by the beauty or the story. But I was young. I really didn't think that I thought movies you cry out or a song, but it spoke to her. And I'll never forget that moment. Yeah. And you, you never know what's going to happen as far as just um, in the performing arts. We see this a lot, especially in dance troops or choirs where there's multiple people engaged in, in one performing activity and people are from all different backgrounds and, you know, different amounts of money and gender mm -hmm. and orientation and all of that. And you see everybody coming together unified to sing that one piece or do that one thing. But you see that in art too, like like on especially like first Thursdays or whatever, like yeah. these busy nights, you see this group of people wrapped around one piece of art, looking mm -hmm. at that piece mm -hmm. of art, and they're all bringing to that moment something different, mm -hmm. right? They're yeah. all seeing things differently, yeah. but they're all experiencing that moment together. That's why art's so beautiful. Yes, and think of that, that one piece that many people, for whatever reason, were drawn to that one piece that had some universal, touch something universally emotionally, but everyone's stories of why it touched them. Yeah, different. that's so cool. So Nico, you know, it's your job to to get the word out yes. there, right? Like mm -hmm. it's your job to tell people how great the museum is and 
that's your job. But what about a moment you were in the museum and a piece of art like just touched you or, or moved mm. you in a way where you're like, oh, this is no longer a job. Like, like I'm really feeling the art. I think um, it was a moment like that where I just found myself just stopped there, you know, in front of, you know, I wasn't, I, I you know, I walked through these images, pictures, paintings every single day. And um, I was coming to work and it was just something in our lobby actually that really spoke to me. Um, it's not there anymore, but the, um, paintings of the, the Robert Longo yes. paintings above the visitor desk yeah yeah and it was just it was a man and a woman who it, it was as if they were dancing and I it's um I stopped myself and was kind of just trying to picture what was going on there mm -hmm. and I then I fell in love with it once I told my kind of created in my mind what they were doing mm -hmm. it just that became my favorite those two pieces, my favorite pieces of art in the museum. Yeah. And then did you find yourself always looking at it when you came in? Or oh, like all the time. And leaving for the day, I would purposely walk that way out of the museum because when I, it was these two people dancing and what I saw in my head, they lived in New York City. They just got done with work on a Friday night and they were kind of in dressing and just kind of had some music on and getting ready for the weekend. And it was just, it brought happiness to me. Mm. See, I love that that like probably you just, you made up this whole scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was so much happiness and goodness in that. One of my favorite artists is Daniel Wall. Um, he's an impressionist, but it's usually a couple in Paris or by some mm -hmm. river and it's just bright colors and it's beautiful. Mm. And every time I see one of his paintings, I just, I want to jump in. Like, yeah. I just want to be in that moment. Mm. You know, it's really beautiful. Art can can move you in really cool ways. Kincaid is another one. You know, Kincaid's one of those, it's like, everybody loves Thomas Kincaid. Mm -hmm. But his paintings are just so like, I want to be, I want to be sitting on that bench, mm -hmm. on that street, experiencing what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And art wow. does that. It yeah. helps take you to another place. Mm -hmm. Sort of like music. Well, and, and we talk about performing arts a lot, like whether you're watching a ballet or an opera, how you kind of are immersed in that in the theater, but mm -hmm. but visual arts does the same thing. Sure. It takes you to another place. Yeah. What's a uh, what is some uh, some moments for you, Molly? Whether it's kids or adults or seniors or whatever, mm -hmm. where you saw somebody moved by a painting or moved by a photograph or. Oh boy, um, well I would say this summer at summer art camp we actually had a volunteer who was volunteering with us. She was a high school student, right? And so she would go out to the galleries with the li really little ones, the first through second graders. And um, she started drawing them. She started sketching them as they watched and looked at the art pieces. And so them being inspired by the artwork thus inspired her to draw them being inspired by the artwork. Mm. It was very, very uh, moving to me mm. because she had never come to the museum before and had got to see um, how other people really appreciate the art. Mm. Wow. And Are you an artist yourself? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Yep. What's yep. your medium? Um, acrylic paint mainly, mm -hmm. a little bit of oil sometimes, but mainly acrylic, yeah, when I when I have a free, free chance. Mm. Mm -hmm. So is visual, you know, we, people say everyone can sing and everyone can dance and, you know, which is kind of true. You mm -hmm. might not sing great, but you can sing. You Everybody can move. Mm -hmm. Can everyone do because I really have tried and like even my mm. stick people look really sad. Like, <laughs> even I, the I stick really people are circles. <laughs> They're just so sad. Like I really would love to sketch or do, but I just don't. I don't have it. But is so is that art, just in my mind? Art's or? really subjective, right? I mean, if you think you can create art, 
then you can create art. Mm. Absolutely. One of the things, though, that we do get at the museum a lot is people walk through the galleries and they will go, I could create that. I could have done that. And then I just look at them and say, but you didn't. It's getting that uh, initial idea, having the forethought, going to school too. Being educated helps, you know, um, I would say with your stature in the art community. But mm. anybody sure can be an artist. It's whether you find yourself respectable to make the community back you up and find you respectful. So I need to see my sad stick people as art. I yes, just need to start do. embracing embracing mm-hmm. it no matter where it is. <laughs> Courtly, how does one become a curator? Goodness, I guess there's many ways. Um, for me, um, at first I started studying for advertising. I wanted to be a creative in advertising. And then I got to do all this marketing that I didn't like. I hated the... Uh, kind of try and sell products that, you know, um, whether so you very, believe or in them or not. You're for Nico, right? <laughs> well, you're because like, it's in the arts, so I, I believe in the product he's selling, you there see. You <laughs> but, you know, selling a product. how did the transition happen? Well, I just decided, you know, to change the course of my studies and, um, and embrace the arts. That was where my true soul, you know, felt like wow. it, it was, you know. And I've never re- regretted it. Mm. It's a it's a very um, rewarding experience, mm-hmm. you know. I think there's a bit of bravery that goes with saying, you know what, I light up when I'm around this. I'm excited uh-huh. about this. I'm going to go for it. And it's the arts. We've all been warned about the arts. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And you still go for it, which you is still so go fantastic. And d- how long have you been a curator or been in the Goodness, arts? Um, well, 2013 is really when I started. Uh-huh. Um, and I started just volunteering. You know, a lot of times um, you hear, you know, um, it's better to get paid for what you do. But literally, that was volunteering. I volunteered at an art gallery because I wanted, that's where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, and. Is that the advice you'd give to someone maybe I listening, would, wanting to start? I mm-hmm. would. And that's n- not usually a you know, a very popular advice because people believe in getting paid for what you do. And mm-hmm. and absolutely, I agree with that. But sometimes when you're stuck in the wrong, you know, kind of career and you feel like you're, you're, you should be in the arts, mm-hmm. then, you know, go fully, you know. Mm-hmm. In, it's in not that uncommon route. for people in creative fields to be an apprentice somewhere mm-hmm. and to do that for yeah, a while. Exactly. And you, you can still have another job and still, mm-hmm. you know, do the arts on, on the side. But that's, that's how I got in, involved, you know. So listeners, if you're not a, a visual arts connoisseur, you've heard two fancy words, a docent, and a curator, right? Mm-hmm. So, Molly, what is a docent? A docent is simply a tour guide. Oh, ah, mm-hmm. that's simple? That's simple. So it's somebody who's taking you through the art gallery mm-hmm. and helping you explore all of the work, right? Correct, yes. And do they have a spiel they give? or? Um. Well, I'm normally the one that writes the tours. I educate them. We have orientations. And then they can put their own spin on it. But yeah, there's normally a sort of an outline of what to say. Depending and anyone on the can become a docent, right? Anyone can mm-hmm. become a docent. Are those volunteer positions? Um, yes, they're volunteer mm-hmm. positions. We do prefer that they are um, you're 18 years or older. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we 
Yes, anyone can become a docent. So if someone <laughs> wants to come work with Nico and Molly and Coralie and be mm-hmm. a docent, how would they learn information about that? They could go on our website under, um, I want to say it's learn and then docent is right there. And then they will find my contact information right Very there. Very cool. Yes. All right, when we come back, we're going to learn what a curator does because that's a fancy word too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so join us back here. We're talking to Orlando Museum of Art with Nico and Coralie and Molly. Join us back here on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with Joshua Vickery. And our guests today are filling us in on the new season at the Orlando Museum of Art. Very excited to hear what's going on. Uh, Just before we went on break, we started talking about uh, what a curator does. Tell us a little bit more about that, Molly. Coralie. That's right. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's very embarrassing. (laughs) And it's radio, too. They almost didn't have to know. (laughs) All right. There you go. Um, So a curator is going to be the person that's going to make sense of the art for the visitor. So basically, the role of the curator is to compile the work, the artworks, you know, to make, to tell the story of the exhibition you wanted to say. So the role of the curator involves research, you know, researching the art, researching the artists, um, coming up with themes or no themes, but literally kind of putting together what the exhibition is going to be about. So that includes the art, the didactics. Didactics means, you know, the story, the words, Mm -hmm. um, the label, um, copy, and all of that. And... um, Basically, it's how we're going to present that to the visitors. Do you sometimes travel in your line of work? Occasionally, yeah, yeah when funding yeah, to see what else <laughs> is, is available. Out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And research is the main part of the job because we kind of need to know what's happening around the world, you know, sure. in the world of art and make sense of it. So we try and be current. We try and be innovative. We try and... Um, also be challenging because the idea is that we're presenting things that are new, that are one of the missions, I mean, the mission of the museum, the Orlando Museum of Art is to open minds, you know, kind Mm. of uh, um, create new ideas, you know, present people with new ideas. And that's how we do it is by researching. When you mention research, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. before the internet, doing research must have been so different for mm-hmm. curators mm-hmm. you'd have to travel a lot i imagine yes read so, books <laughs> yeah, if those that are in Snail books mail, right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, do you find that um you're able to get research done faster well obviously faster now yes, right but absolutely. it's changed the whole game absolutely and it's also a network you know you create your own network mm-hmm. so the part of what i bring to the museum is the fact that i've worked in so many different countries so i bring my own network and i love working with that network oh, that's wonderful so. can you tell us some of the other countries yeah sure i um i actually studied in england um and that's why i started working in museums and art galleries and then i moved to the middle east and I worked in Qatar and Lebanon. Wow. And then came to Orlando. And 
I'm French and grew up in Africa, so that's kind oh of all goodness. these little elements. You know? <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, you bring so much culture oh, to no, no, Orlando no. Museum of Art. That's so cool. She's a walking Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. So, it, it, the curators, there's probably a team of you, right? Um, do you have the final say in what happens, in the, or is there a committee, or does the community have any way in? To there's, what um, so there's two of us. There's uh, the senior curator, Hanson Mulford. I'm the associate curator. And then we also work with, of course, our director, uh-huh. uh, Glenn Gentelli, and a board of trustees and a com- committee as well, a collection and, and exhibition committee. And how, if somebody were at another museum, you know, um, and they saw something that they loved, would you encourage them to reach out to you and tell you, hey, I saw this exhibition in Philadelphia or D.C. or whatever, and I I would love to see it in Orlando. Do you encourage that? We love knowing what people love to see. Absolutely. You know, we're the museum of the city. That's the way I I see it anyway. So I love kind of people um, getting excited about the arts, you know. And we really want them to feel that we are their museum and feel pride and kind of ownership as well Mm. about the OMA, feel that it's their museum. Um, So the more they're involved, you know, the more they come and comment, you know, just simple things like we have a visitor's book. And I wish every single visitor actually put a comment in there because it helps us know you know, get feedback, you know, how are we doing? Do you like what you see? Mm-hmm. Do you want more of this, less of this? I don't know. You know, we kind of like it. It feels good when you know you're on the right track. Has there been a comment that sticks out in your mind that made a difference for all of you to have heard? Yes. Well, absolutely. One of the, you know, I, I, I mentioned a little bit about the Florida Prize area mm-hmm. earlier, and that's a, an exhibition that people love. They love the pride that this is happening in Orlando. It's presenting the work of 10 Florida-based artists that are creating work that's, you know, international of an international caliber. Mm. And that's happening in Orlando. That's a homemade show. You know, it's created here. Um, and earlier, to go back to your comment about moving people through arts and uh, kind of seeing people cry in the galleries, the Florida Prize this year, the winner, Edison Peñafiel, actually made three people cry. I was counting, oh, you know, wow. I was keeping tabs because... Wow. He moved them so Ooh. much, you know, through his art that three people actually cried, you know. Wow. So wow. It's, that's what we want. You know, we want that sort of experience. We want people to know that they've been moved and that they, they love what they see. I, I don't want this interview to end before we find out one more time. I know we spoke about this last time. But for listeners who want to go to the museum, I know that there's like a city card day. It w- but did we hear this last time? If you have a Citibank card, it's Bank of America. Bank of America. 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 Yeah. Forgive yeah. me. Okay, I knew it was a bank. Uh-huh. Bank of America card. That's one thing. Uh, there are also certain times. Go through ways that people can. So those you. you can find all those Bank of America days on our website. So if you have one, you can get in for free. But also coming up, we have Smithsonian Day um, on September 21st. So if you go on to SmithsonianMag.com. you can register there and you get free access to the museum. There's also an event. You can see it on our website as well. And then another great community engagement uh, program that we do is Family Day, which Molly um, sort of heads up. And that's one of our, we do it twice a year and it's huge both times, but Molly can explain. Family Day is is free. So is Smithsonian Day too, but Family Day, um, we have art activities, galleries are open. Uh, We are going to have the Orlando Ballet come and do a few performances. There's musicians. It's a fun, fun day. And how much does it cost to go to the museum on a regular day? Um, 
Adults? Yeah. yeah. General uh, admission. Ge- general admission is fifteen dollars. Um, there's discounts for college students and other students. Um, Military. Free, free for veterans, active duty, and their families. Nice. Um, so yeah, we try and make it as easy as possible. For and that's very mm-hmm. affordable. Fifteen dollars mm-hmm. is very affordable. That's for a movie a these days. Yeah, it totally is, and that's a full day admission, right? You mm-hmm. get to. And do you have um? Can you become a member of the museum as well? Yes, and that has tons of benefits. Um, I believe that's fifty five dollars. Fifty five dollars for an individual membership, eighty dollars for a family membership. Eighty dollars for, for a whole year. Whole yeah. family. Wow. wow! And that's access all year round. You get mm-hmm. to go to First Thursdays for free. Um, ex- and the what are First Thursdays? Over- you got to talk about First Thursdays. That's like a party. Oh, the one it, on the roof? Is that? It's no. no okay. It's Orlando's original art party. Um, it's uh, it's that is a it's just a great way. If you've never experienced the arts before, it's just a very casual way of doing so. We host it every the first Thursday of the month, um, and we it's a time we allow local artists to come in too and show off their artwork. And there's uh, you know, we vote for the best artist that night. There's also live music, food cocktails. Um, it, it's just tons of fun and a great way to experience the arts. Yeah, it really is. And you guys bring in other performing groups too, because we've performed there. At yes. First it, and it has a different theme every month through the years. Yeah. That's What's awesome. your next theme coming up? Um, so annually we team up with UCF. So it's all their students and their um, alumni um, showing off their artwork. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And you have some breaking news to share here on Magic 107.7 Yes, we're bringing FM. back our New Year's Eve party this year. Ah. Um, it's uh, <laughs> The theme, too, which has not been announced anywhere else, is the Roaring Twenties, a decadent affair. Um, <laughs> so tickets for that will go on soon, and we'll be able to bring out more details. And oh, All right. So, uh, But if they want to know any more about it, can they go to the website? Yes, omart.org. So O-M-A-R-T.org. Have you guys all picked out your outfits already for the Roaring Twenties party? Already thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know theirs will be authentic, And the right? old Rolls Royce. You got mm-hmm. that yet lined up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're actually kind of, oh. uh, yeah, here, here. <laughs> And I mean, we'll also be ha- we'll have our Steichen exhibition there at the same time as well, which um you know he became popular in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. There was something last time we learned about date night that you had. I remember um, art night out probably is what you're thinking of. Yeah, I think that's um, okay. so that's hosted once a month, and it's a great. You don't it doesn't have to be a date. You can come by yourself and make friends, but it's uh, different themes where whether you get a glass you get a cocktail and then you get to either paint or make a sculpture all kinds of different stuff oh that's fun i remember hearing about that yeah and molly you were telling us about a really important exhibition that's happening that's coming up tell us remind us of it um so the exhibition we have a every year we do a children's picture book show and this year the exhibition is our voice celebrating the credit scott king illustrator awards um there's 99 works in the exhibition Um, It spans two galleries, 35 artists total, um, and they're all African-American artists and illustrators. And it'll be ongoing until October 27th. Very cool. And you can find out more information about that on the website as well. Exactly. Yep. So you have the museum, but you also have a really big education department, too. What are some of the classes that people can I go learn to draw better than stick figures at the at omart yeah actually we have a sketching class coming up okay. next month uh we have details on the website about that everything from sketching we have a book writing class um fiction book writing um, book club too wow. um, gosh we've got um art lectures too that you can come and experience um we have an after school program too starting up called art in the afternoon for kids ages 10 to 15 um, yeah, there's, there's there's something for everybody. Yeah, I would really highly is. recommend just going to omart.org and going to our events page, and you'll be overwhelmed with the amount of things that we <laughs> it's do. It's like a treasure. You have a you have so much to offer for 
for our citizens here of Orlando that can just enrich their lives and and they can do as a family. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And you were saying earlier that you have a, a program, I, I know about it, but uh, with people with dementia. So you guys are also working on arts and wellness projects, right? Arts and health projects. Yeah, that program's called Arts the Spark, and it occurs about once a month on Sundays. Sunday and can morning. anybody be a part of that? Or how, how do people, if somebody has dementia or a care partner, can they register mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. class? Or? So um, the person that has early onset dementia um, and their caregiver can register for the class. And what happens, they, they both go through um, the galleries at the beginning normally with the whole group. And then for the art activity, um, the caregivers go in one area and um, the person with dementia goes into the studio with all mm. our volunteers and does an art project. And so it kind of gives the caregivers uh, a little bit of an opportunity mm. to have some coffee and water. A little bit of rest. A little bit of rest. Yep, yep. Yep. But everybody gets to experience the art in the galleries and then create an art project. I Pretty love wonderful. that. So you're trying to create opportunity for everyone yes. uh, through the museum. So Coralie, why should someone come to Orlando Museum of Art? I've never, I'm listening, I've never been to an art gallery. It's not my thing. I'd rather beat Orlando City soccer game. Why should I come? I think um, I think people will be, um, they'll be impressed because I, I think, the we're, we're trying to move what uh, or challenge what the museum is you know what the idea of a museum is so very often people will not cross the doors because they're going to be like okay it's a museum it's going to be boring it's going to be dusty it's going to be you know but it's not i really want i think hopefully today what we can uh, bring across is the fact that a museum is a, a place where art is alive like literally you know it's not um set in time it's actually current you can find it resonates in most people in all people in fact you know um and i would say just give it a chance and come and mm. enjoy you know and there's many access points you know whether it's through the the amazing education programs we do or just an exhibition opening or just you know regular morning or afternoon if you have an hour to spend you know or two just come and hang around the galleries and a lovely gift shop Yes, yes. Okay. yes. I was going to mention that. They have a really great oh, I gift lo- shop. Oh, I always get something there. You do? <laughs> Just go for the gift shop. If not anything else, there's right. a lovely gift yes. shop. So go take a class. Go check out Family Day. Mm-hmm. Maybe go for free on Bank of America or Smithsonian Day. Yeah, but definitely go check out the Orlando Museum of Art, omart.org, right? That's right. that's where it is. And get your tickets to the Roaring Twenties party. Yes, It's going to be yeah, a place to be yes. on New Year's. Mary, we... Maybe. Maybe we'll go to the Roaring Twenties party. Maybe. I'd love to see Jason dressed up like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nico and Corley and Molly, thanks so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. And Mary, always a joy to yes. have a conversation about art with you, my friend. Yes, this was a good one. It was. We'll mm-hmm. see you next week. Go check out omart.org. Magic 107.7 FM.